Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is how it sounded outside the El Nasser Hospital in southern Gaza on Tuesday night. Israeli forces approached the complex, which is the largest hospital in Khan Yunus, and chaos was everywhere. Video showed people running onto the streets carrying blankets and mattresses as gunfire and explosions rang out. Eventually, the Israeli troops appeared to pull back, but this incident really underscores just how much hospitals are not a place of comfort in Gaza right now. The ones that haven't been demolished are running with very little key supplies or electricity. There aren't enough beds to treat the wounded. Meanwhile, Israel has accused Hamas of using civilians as human shields by operating out of hospitals, so some buildings have been targeted in ground operations. Dire scenes like these have not deterred Israel's approach to fighting Hamas after the October 7th terror attack. And the divide between how Israelis and Palestinians see each other remains wider than ever. But there are some people who are trying to bridge that gap, and some who have been trying for decades. He said when it was broadcast, it was like opening a closed box, showing Israelis these are the Palestinian people. Today, the story of one Palestinian doctor whose personal tragedy shook Israelis to the core 15 years ago and how he's still trying to break the circle of trauma in Gaza today. From CNN, this is Tug of War. I'm David Rhine. Sheena McKenzie is a senior editor with CNN Opinion. She's based in London. And Sheena, since October 7th, there's just been a ton of outrage around the world over the horrible conditions and mass death inside Gaza as a result of Israel's retaliation campaign. But I guess I'm wondering, inside Israel, are those images, that reality, is it being shown? Not really, at least not in the mainstream media. You'd expect that after a horrific incident like October 7th, the Israeli media is going to rally around the flag. Mm. And also the government is going to want to maintain unity around the war effort. But the sense we've also gotten is that most Israeli media is not really showing the pictures from inside Gaza that the rest of the world might be seeing. So... On the opinion side, we've been looking into a moment from recent history where the story of one Palestinian family was able to have a really major impact in Israel and ultimately in Gaza. And so what did you find? So this was almost exactly 15 years ago to the day in 2009. Dr. Isildun Abulesh, he was a doctor from Gaza who grew up in the Jabalia refugee camp there. And his personal story, even before 2009, was remarkable. Security check after security check. He leaves behind his home and crosses into Israel. 
In the 1990s, he rose to prominence as the first Palestinian doctor to hold a staff position in an Israeli hospital Hmm. to work side by side with Israeli doctors over the border. At Israel's busiest maternity ward, most of his patients don't even know he's Palestinian, the so-called enemy. So fast forward to the end of 2008, start of 2009, and there was heavy fighting happening between Israel and Hamas in Gaza at the time. Right. And over the course of around three weeks, Isildun had been delivering updates on the situation in Gaza to Israel's Channel 10 TV Hmm. and doing it in his fluent Hebrew. Then on January 16th, 2009, the fighting that had been raging outside his home for weeks came inside those walls in the most horrific way. Isildun found three of his daughters, Besan, who was 21, Maya, 15, and Aya, who was 13, all killed, along with his 17-year-old niece, Noor, who'd been staying with them at the time. An Israeli tank shell had struck their home, and the way Isildun describes the horror of that discovery, their mutilated bodies, it really, it, it takes your breath away. The Israelis, for their part, have said they believe they were targeting Hamas fighters there. So with all of this happening, having just discovered his daughters, Isildun was due to call Channel 10 TV with his update. Hmm. And so amid all this horror that's kind of unfolding in his home, he, he calls his friend and Israeli TV presenter Shlomi Elder. And what happens next is just an utterly heartbreaking moment of television. משהו שמעניין עכשיו נמצא איתנו דוקטור אבו לאש, אנחנו דיברנו איתו כאן במשך תקופה מסוימת, הוא נמצא איתי עכשיו על קו הטלפון והוא... איזולן קולס שלומי, שסיטינג אלונגסייד דה אדר פרזנטרס אין דה סטודיו, ואין לייב טיווי שלומי פוטס איזולן על ספיקרפון. ואיזולן's voice comes through loud and clear. He says, my God, what have we done to them? My God, my God, what have we done? I wanted to try and save them, but they died, Shlomi. And he's not speaking English, but you can hear in his voice, it's this anguish that really transcends language. And so Shlomi is sitting there, visibly just shocked, but also gripped by this really raw emotion that's coming direct from Gaza. And this is all happening on live TV. So this is all on live TV. The other presenters are there and you can hear the horror in Isildun's voice and see it reflected in Shlomi's face. It's a, it's a very, it's a powerful piece of TV. And so after a few minutes of this, Shlomi excused himself from the seat and, you know, went and helped to organise for an ambulance to come to Isildun's house and, and take away the other family members who were also really brutally injured. I mean, that's just, it's heartbreaking to think about. So what was the reaction inside Israel 
to that moment that so many people saw on TV. Yeah, I mean, it was a moment that really shook Israelis to the core. You know, he's the Palestinian doctor who'd be giving regular updates in Hebrew for weeks. He had this career of treating Israeli patients, of delivering Israeli babies. So he said when it was broadcast, it was like opening a closed box, showing Israelis these are the Palestinian people. And apparently some Israelis called him to apologise on behalf of their country. Wow. And then there were others, yeah, there were others who were angry at the TV channel for giving him a platform. So it provoked a lot of different responses. I want them to know that I am from Jabalia camp. I am Palestinian and we can live together and no difference between Palestinian and Israelis. You know, at some point he was giving a press conference about his experience and some protesters interrupted it. They they don't want to know the truth. No. They don't want to. No. They don't want to know the truth. So, you know, it did provoke an angry response from, from some Israelis as well. It's not like the majority opinion was kind of shifted onto the, the Palestinian plight at this point. No, but, you know, Isildun really used this new international spotlight to push for a message of equality and peace. And days later, the Israeli Prime Minister at the time, Ehud Olmert, announced a ceasefire, which Isildun believes is down to the attention his story got. Hmm. So later on, after this, you know, Isildun ended up emigrating to Canada with his surviving children. His wife sadly died of leukemia a year before his his daughters died. But Isildun ended up writing a memoir called I Shall Not Hate, which is when you speak to him, it's such an apt title because it's such a big part of his message. So now he works as a professor of global health at the University of Toronto, and he's been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize numerous times. But sadly... You know, 15 years later, the war in Gaza has once again come for the ones he loves. We'll be right back. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to Tug of War. I'm speaking with CNN Sheena McKenzie. So, Sheena, where we last picked up the story, you said the war in Gaza now in 2023, 2024, has once again come for Dr. Abulash's family. So what happened next? 
So, yes, that's right. In late October, 22 members of his extended family were killed after an airstrike on the same refugee camp where he grew up in Gaza. Mm. And one of them, actually, his niece Aya, was named after his own daughter Aya, who was killed in 2009. Mm. But, you know, Israel, for its part, says it was targeting Hamas in that strike. When we are tested in our life by the loss of the loved ones, which are lost their mother. And that's we as Palestinians, we are tested on daily basis. On daily basis, no nation on earth has been tested as we are tested on mm. our daily life. But when I spoke to Isildun by phone recently, he just got back to Toronto after visiting his brother in Cairo, Egypt, who he himself was mourning the loss of three of his children killed in Gaza. His brother just happened to leave Gaza in September for health reasons before the latest round of fighting. Mm. But you can't help but be struck by the thought of these two Palestinian brothers, both of them with three children killed in this ongoing conflict. I'm so struck that his life's work has basically been to kind of educate Israelis about Palestinians and preaching humanity while working in a country whose military was directly responsible for the death of so much of his family. Like, how does he square that idea, that concept, now, all these years later and after this most recent round of pain for him? So, Isildun sees things differently. Um, I wonder, what did you learn from working um, on the other on the other side? What I learned as a medical doctor... Uh, what is me? What is the meaning of being a doctor? Doctors, for me, are human messengers and messengers of the humanity. So, this, when you talk to him, he he believes that by working alongside Israelis, he said he wanted to show them that Palestinians are educated, talented people of equal worth. Uh, medicine and health, as I call it, are a human equalizer, mm. stabilizer. And, you know, as a gynecologist and a fertility expert, he's delivered many, many babies, both Israeli and Palestinian. And he's often questioned, why is it that we're all treated equal inside the hospital walls, Mm. where the only thing that matters is your diagnosis, not your name or your background? And these babies, Israeli, Palestinian, line them up in a hospital and you can't tell the difference between them. Mm. But it's only once you step outside those hospital walls that people are treated differently. You know, there are 24,000 orphans and how can we start to give them the future not to be extremist or to be fanatic? One thing that he is so keen on talking about or that matters so much to him is that kind of transgenerational trauma that's passed Mm. between families over decades and decades and just what the future looks like for Gaza's children. And, you know, children... They're such a big part of his story, aren't they, from his career and then the own tragic circumstances of his children's death. And I think he feels the suffering of Gaza's children. Priority in life is not the past. The past is to run from it. 
the priority in life is the present and the future. And the present and the future are our children. And he's often said, you know, he sees his daughter's faces in those of every Palestinian child. He wants to see a brighter future for Palestinian children. And that's what he's really dedicated his life to. Well, thank you for bringing us this story, Sheena. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Tug of War is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Taylor Galgano, Paolo Ortiz, and me, David Rind. Our senior producer is Haley Thomas, Dan DeZula is our technical director, and Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. We get support from Alex Manasseri, Robert Mathers, John Dionora, Lenny Steinhardt, Jamie Andres, Nicole Pesaru, and Lisa Namoro. Special thanks to Caroline Patterson and Katie Hinman. We'll be back on Wednesday with another update. In the meantime, head over to CNN.com, the CNN app, or check out the CNN Five Things podcast wherever you listen for the very latest. Talk to you later. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number Smart Beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 Smart Bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.